this might be a tough decision right now. My but team did not just absolutely um, NFL games that were like, right. whoa. I actually don't have a lot of mixed feelings. Uh, welcome to Scrum Tone. Uh, we have another guest here on the League of the Wings. The League of the Wings. The League of the Wings. Let's get it rolling. It's not recording. I wanted to record it. I have shit to say. Josh has been in this seat too long. Yeah, how do you feel about that? We at the first episode. You guys talked about the fucking Olympics without me. Well, you, I was trying to, and you were like, you know, I'm too I tired. Was, I was not tired. That was not my excuse. I just sore through no. and talking for no, an hour like, like you usually have these podcasts run was just not feasible. No, he was like. My throat hurts and I'm tired. What the fuck is this? I had nothing. I did not say I was tired. As an excuse. Maybe I was tired, but that wasn't something that would have stopped me from recording. It was the fact that my throat was sore. And then, well, the first episode that we did together, we said that you died. Then the second episode. I died? And then the second episode, we came out that you were actually alive, but you were just in a coma. <laughs> Did you actually say this? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, we were like joking about it. What'd you it. even have to say about the Olympics without me? Well, it was only like twenty to thirty minutes of it, but most of it was about mental health because we, oh uh, yeah, Simone Biles. We transitioned from the Olympics that Simone Biles into the thing. That is only that only scratches the surface of the issue because this issue has come up even before the Olympics, like has been prevalent. Within like this year, even before the Olympics, Simone Biles just made people more aware of it because she is Simone Biles. And the one time of year, one time of every four years that anyone actually cares is when she's at the Olympics. No one cares when she's winning shit at other tournaments. It's like, oh, the Olympics, she better be competing. Otherwise, I will slaughter her. Like they get so serious about it, but they don't care about her outside of the Olympics, you know? Yeah. And, um, Basically, she built upon Naomi Osaka's points because Naomi Osaka previously has been a huge advocate about mental health, even going as far as saying that she didn't want to do press and like media type um, responsibilities and obligations that usually when you're at a tournament, they make you do like it's in your contract. Mm -hmm. She said there were just some times where it was very hard for her as someone who dealt with anxiety and other things for her to always do that when she's also being put through the stress of competing that sometimes it's just very hard to talk to media like that and it's not her not liking reporters or journalists themselves it's just the action and the reality of like what is going on like no matter how friendly a reporter is sometimes it's not enough to ease someone who's going through those issues and it's a very misunderstood topic a lot of people were just like oh she just should just like take some time out of the sport and then come back and stop complaining or like people would see her on the cover of magazines and they're they'd be like clearly like she's just m- making excuses because she's on the cover of magazines you know yeah. it's a very misunderstood and nuanced topic that really picked up with naomi osaka and then simone biles on the center stage basically made the whole the rest of the world who weren't already on notice they put they made it on notice so i think it's a very interesting topic i'm glad you guys talked about it um i just wanted to share my thoughts as well because that is something i did want to talk about or was excited to talk about if we were to talk about the olympics but i was not able to 
I was very sad when you said that you were fearing under the weather. I was like, man, I didn't personally have that too much information on the Olympics itself. All the information that I did say was all in that episode, but it was only like 20 minutes worth. And I was kind of depending on you for the Olympics because I knew that you were like watching it like crazy. Like, tell me, because I wanted to like document that too. Like, tell me like how you watch or like your watching experience because some of the mornings you're like waking up very early yeah um my plan was i would go to sleep Hmm. i i really for i originally really wanted to go to sleep at like 10 but i'm really bad at getting myself to go to sleep early so it's usually Hmm. around midnight and then i'd wake up at like 4 a.m 5 a.m to watch some of like the what would be prime time in Tokyo type games up until basically like 8 a.m. 9 a.m. is when like they would start to stop but like certain events would really go late into the night uh, in Tokyo but here it'd be like basically getting close to noon Mm. um and so there was basically two ways you could have gone about it is like if you were avid about this event um like i was uh you could either stay up really late through the night and go to sleep at like let's say 6 a.m miss the night the Mm. end of the night events and then like sleep through the day and then wake up in the afternoon Mm -hmm. like we're talking about in the context of being on the eastern time zone in america or you could go to sleep early, wake up in the middle of the night, and then still be able to go through the rest of your day. Because, like, I also had a summer class during the time, and I had meetings regularly for a type of social media job I was doing. So I didn't want to give up, up those things that I would have to do in the middle of the day mm-hmm. in order to stay up through the night and watch the Olympics. So that was, like, my way of doing it. I would wake up early instead. I'd make some coffee. I'd I had, like easy things I could just take out of my fridge or like granola bars that I would eat or snack on really early in the morning. One morning I ordered Dunkin' at the time it opened, which is like six, seven o'clock. And that was a lot of fun. Um yeah, it was it was good times. Uh usually most of the metal events are dur- at night anyways, because that's prime time in Tokyo. And a lot of people don't get to see that. They would get rebroadcasted later on, but those were always very confusing. I think NBC actually did a terrible job at advertising it and making uh, Americans aware of like when was what. Um, and some of it was kind of like misleading as to what was live and what was being rebroadcasted. I also think that if I were to like get in my head like, oh, I can just like watch this later, rebroadcast. I would just like read a headline and like well now i know Mm. and then i would like convince myself not to watch it but i really did want to watch it and not try to lose any of that sort of like motivation to do it so i i would i would watch it live instead of rebroadcasted as much as i could so yeah that's all i have to really say about that big fan of naomi osaka the fact that she got eliminated really early The fact that she got eliminated very early did not help her whole case against the media because she took a lot of time off out of tournaments and said, I will definitely represent my country when the Olympics roll around because that it will be taking place in my country, Japan. She got to light the gauntlet. That was crazy. Only one athlete every four years gets to do that. 
Mm-hmm. So that's like the biggest, rarest honor anyone could get bestowed upon them in the world of athletics, and she got it. So she said it was a highlight of her career, but then at the same Olympics, she didn't do great. Yeah. As far as the actual sporting event went, and people were starting to say, like, oh, clearly her time off didn't pay her any, like, you know, reward, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. she was overreacting, or like, oh, she's super overhyped. Like, it was terrible. People are terrible towards people who deal with mental issues, but also towards women. It's a very sexist issue as well. Not to say that, like, it's less not to say it's better dealt with amongst men i think it's worse in fact like men definitely don't approach it the right way for example when dak prescott said he was depressed when his brother committed suicide and then fucking what's his name he makes me so mad every time i just see his face but there's this one person on uh i think it's a fox sports maybe Mm -hmm. he's like a analyst or commentator what is his name i wish i could remember but he basically said that he wasn't being a good leader of the team because people aren't going to take him seriously now that he said he was depressed that's so stupid it was like are you kidding me like have some humanity um i'm not saying that it's better dealt with amongst men but people who hear about it from women make it a matter of like oh it's because they're more fragile you know they like attack their the gender side of it like as if it is like i don't know makes them inferior rather than just them being more vulnerable to talk about it Mm -hmm. opposed to men i mean Um, josh and i like went over that a little bit in our podcast when we furthered the conversation on mental health but we kind of said like there's it's bad on mental health is bad on both sides but we kind of went from the side of like it's bad for men due to the fact like you have to be a quote-unquote man and not have feelings and it's a little bit easier but for women because oh they're allowed to have women or they're like the emotional side of the gender it's expected from women to be able to show the emotion but the way people react to it is very like belittling of them is like yeah it's expected of them because they are inferior like that's the mentality and that's terrible it should be they're able to express it because they actually understand themselves and are confident and strong enough to be able to express those feelings. Yeah. And it's like, it's a strength rather than a weakness. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people don't actually understand that people were actually like, I believe it was genuine. Not sure if it was troll, but the way I was reading it, I thought it was genuine. Like people were like genuinely having a discourse about, should we even be sending our women into sporting events when they get this way, when they get, like, all, like, mental or whatever? Yeah. Like, we should protect them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, fuck off, basically. <laughs> That's crazy. This has nothing to do with the episode, <laughs> yeah. but it's just, like, very interesting to talk about. I think we should have it a separate episode of for Olympics because I do because I feel like you're just... I mean, we don't, have to, we don't have to talk about much more other than that. We can just make this a clip if you want. Oh yeah, but I mean, like, I feel like we should have like a second episode on this because I feel like you're just seeping with Olympic knowledge and other top on other topics that surround the. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot to say. Nothing like that would make great conversation. It would just be spitting facts, I guess, like just yeah. re- reciting knowledge. But I don't think that makes great content as much as having a conversation that goes back and forth and. Yeah you know you're able to build upon thoughts rather than like 
oh this happened whoa no way yeah and yeah. oh also this happened like that's not as entertaining well, i mean i feel like that's kind of what we do with football though because like we could just we I, kind of but like we're able to like discuss like what it means in the context of a season mm-hmm. whereas the olympics is like the end of it you know like yeah. that's the end of a lot of journeys so it's like oh this guy got this medal that's it like there's yeah. no no point to further conversation whereas like if we're in the middle of the season and it's like um ezekiel elliott just crossed the thousand yard mark before derrick henry it's like oh shit what does that mean for the season the did the cowboys actually make sense in giving him that much money does that mean that there's a change of like i don't know who's like the reigning running back like there's things that we could build off of it in the context of the season like what does that mean about them crossing the middle of the season going into postseason what i meant from that is like there's stories throughout the nfl like talk like you can look on the broad side of it it's like oh it's just a stick statistical things like mm-hmm. yeah so what if this team won and this team lost but I, I kind of was thinking of, like, there was many stories throughout the Olympics as well. Like the Simone Bios mental health and, um, I don't know, the tennis, yeah. I can't pronounce the tennis. Naomi the, Osaka. Naomi Osaka's mental health as well, that kickstarted that entire thing. But, I mean, I feel like it it'll be interesting to just do an entire episode with you on the Olympics because I feel like you knew the yeah. drama surrounding like each event and then you knew this i mean it was controversial even before the olympics started and even before simone biles and i'm not talking about the way that naomi osaka had the precedent on the mental side Mm -hmm. of things but just the fact that this is still taking place during the pandemic well basically you're bringing a bunch of people from every part of the world into japan that's Mm -hmm. one thing but it's also some of the best representations of the world into japan like what does that mean for them who could be exposed to new things now that they're in this mixing pot you know yeah like are we putting our our best athletes in danger for doing that mm-hmm. like there were like all these other Im- implications that i'm not too read up on but i know a bit about yeah well i mean yeah that's what i was more talking to because there is like a lot of bunch of storylines i can make good conversation i feel like we should have like a separate episode where we just talk about that but I looked up Fox Analyst NFL, and I got, like, a Skip couple... Bayless. Huh? That's his name. Skip Bayless. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that... Ugly motherfucker. Yeah. I hate him. Yeah. I blocked him on Twitter. Really? I mean, he won't know, but <laughs> I just never want to see any of his takes ever again. He's also obsessed with LeBron, but negatively. Mm-hmm. Like, one time he woke up at 2 a.m. I don't know why, but his alarm went off at 2 a.m. He took a picture of it. He's like, hey, I'm up doing my thing, being productive. Where are you, LeBron? Are you up, LeBron? Like, mm-hmm. are you going to work? Like, what the fuck? Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, I don't I know don't... if Skip Bayless is a father or not, but, like, LeBron has a family. During the off season. just leave him alone, you yeah. know? <laughs> like... During the season, sure, you can comment on how he's performing. Like, everyone does that. I can understand that. But it's the off-season. Just, like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I agree. I also think he's very annoying. I mean, I've watched a few clips from the, t- the fucking... What's the other guy on that? Oh, his... Shannon Sharp. I don't yeah. mind him as much, but he's, like, also weird. Yeah, I watched a few clips because they just talked about the Eagles during the, like, Eagles run on the Super Bowl and stuff, and I was like... Yeah. This is irritating. They're just continually arguing over... It was the same show that um, Julio Jones said 
hell no, I don't want to go to the Cowboys, basically. Like, not, nice. ver- not verbatim, but, like, yeah. he he was basically, like... Oh, he... First of all, he said, yeah, I'm definitely out of Atlanta. And then, yeah. secondly, um, like, Shannon was like, yo, don't go to the Cowboys. Like, they're not going to help you win. He was like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, who? It's still unknown if Julio knew he was on air or not. He did not comment on it. But they basically, Shannon just basically called him up. That's and, fine. like, held him up to the microphone. If he didn't know, that's kind of... Scummy if yeah. Julio didn't know. If Julio did know, also kind of scummy on Julio because he's, like, you know, making things worse for the Falcons. You know, like, that ruins mm-hmm. his, like, uh, chance. chance. The ruins the Falcons' chances of getting enough uh, value out of him in the trade if everyone's aware that like julio definitely wants out yeah but if it's not known if julio definitely wants out then teams would definitely send more you know yeah that makes sense so like either way it's scummy but it's just like who do we put it on i just i just love like the fact that he said that because it's the cowboys like who the fuck wants to go to the cowboys but not many people unless unless you got drafted by them i feel like from what i see like people who get drafted by the cowboys usually really like the team like it seems like Dak really enjoys staying there and ezekiel well as they're well. probably getting paid a shit ton players they are probably. too i mean they are the two of the most highly paid in, of their position at least like isn't ezekiel elliott the highest paid of his position i think so and then Dak just became yeah. the most like the highest paid ever right i think though or just like as of right now he's the highest paid yeah either or either or they're definitely still like in the top five yeah most definitely for that but and there's this also an eagle player that i forget what year it was but i think it was 2018 but he came on the show and talked shit about the eagles because like the eagles cut him and he was with the eagles for like half the season and he was like doing shit and stuff and he was just like yeah fuck the eagles like it's a terrible climate to play in like i just hated the entire environment there like it's bs they didn't want anyone to succeed there and it was just like fuck off there was no formal introduction for this but i'll give it a shot if you allow me yes okay football is back preseason games have been underway i cut caleb off i think he was about to ask what is football yeah um football is a sport invented by the british actually but it didn't go very far like they Mm -hmm. didn't like it as much as you know they're very popular soccer or football to them i guess but it kind of took off in america once they found out about it and they just kept adapting the rules it definitely did not look the same as it does now as it did then it probably resembled more of like rugby but now it's this cult of a fan base um in america that follows basically just one league the nfl it's not really greatly represented internationally but it's it's starting to and uh it's in my opinion the sport that most resembles chess why do you make that claim because i think coaches are the most or play callers i should say Mm -hmm. more so than coaches maybe have the most influence on what happens on the actual playing field as opposed to soccer coaches make transactional moves taking a guy off putting a guy in there's no timeouts it's like formations i guess is a thing in soccer but you can't really 
tell people like oh change the play like yeah but it's a very like step-by-step process at, in football mm-hmm. where you know you have to make a move and the other team has to make a move yeah. and you kind of have to figure your opponent out how are they going to what are they going to do like you have to condition your opponent more so than other sports whereas like other sports is like very much a expression of athleticism mm-hmm. and like intelligence in the moment but there's more conscious awareness and i guess thoughtfulness preceding a play yeah in a in in football um that's why i think it's the most chess-like sport because chess is very like consideration based and step-by-step process i never heard that comparison and thank you for explaining football (laughs) to me because i had no idea what that was but continue with your introduction um football is back a new season mm-hmm. of football because that's yeah. how it works every yeah. year there's a new season oh, okay. okay um I didn't know that. and at the end of the season yeah. there's a team that mm-hmm. gets crowned as like uh, the champion yeah is that like hard or yeah it's pretty hard they call yeah. it the super bowl oh wow where people Why? where two teams compete that's weird is it like a bowl or no i mean i i guess kind of like stadiums resemble a bowl in a way uh, does like anyone like eat there the or, like eat um yeah you can bowl? like Definitely concessions uh, have become very big within stadiums, like okay. hot dogs at baseball games, I guess. This is a keeping sidetrack. I apologize. Okay, finish your introduction. Um, okay, finish, yeah. Yeah, it's back. Uh, preseason games are underway. I think the last week is this week. Training camps for a lot of teams end today. I think the Colts' is last is today, which also means that lots of roster cuts are starting to happen like the at, at the depth of position positional competition like kickers or like wide receivers um you know the depth will have to be cut into like sorry man you did great but this guy beat you out you're not going to make it on the 53 man roster what else i guess uh also we get to hear like who's starting as well we yeah. just found out that teddy bridgewater is starting for the broncos and that Trevor Lawrence is confirmed starting for the Jaguars. Not that anyone really thought it would go the other way, but um, Gardner Minshew was making his case like, yeah, I would never be mm-hmm. the backup. So, yeah, that's that's that. We still have to hear, like, the whole clarification in the 49ers, like, who's starting there. And the Bears, it seems like Andy Dalton will start for the beginning of the season, but who knows if Justin Fields has progressed far enough to take that role from him there's yeah. a lot there's a lot on the line right now i agree and i think we're going to do a separate episode next week on the preseason because this is the last week because the nfl did shorten the preseason from four games to three games and we are experiencing that for the first time this year so that's kind of an interesting concept i mean i feel like it's not that much of a difference it's just one. not much of a difference but it avoids injuries at yes. least at least for one more week <laughs> yeah um, and then the starters get a couple week break because i think it's i guess so only a week break because it starts i think the 11th of september like that week because i always remember like a sunday la- landing on like 9 11 mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. um or like being around that like yeah. anniversary so i think it's the week of the 11th maybe it's like a week shorter or whatever but it's we we will have to do an episode on predictions yes we have to start that up again but that is not this episode this episode we're just talking about just like general information about like what's going on in the league and also our own fantasy football league which drafted within the past week we 
had a new uh, new draft. We didn't do keepers this year because we added two teams, and that would just make things complicated. So we just had a full reset, and uh, I think it went well. More participation for the draft this year. I think we had four people over Zoom last time. Yes. Out of the six, and this time we had six people in attendance, at least partially, um, out of the eight. So yeah. Yes, and then I'm going to cut right after i finish this but i'm going to say cut after i finish a sentence that i want to say that was way too long of a description for what i want to say but i want to stop now but we did a little vlog squat like vlog style oh yeah vlog video and we filmed kind of the draft i mean I, it was kind of a blur so i don't know how much i actually filmed because it was kind of hard like i was focusing mm. on <laughs> getting my players yeah ready. it was a, it was yeah. a blur yeah um but like I was we were all on, just very focused yeah for sure and so there was not much that content a couple of screams i missed a couple of screams but i was focusing on a what couple you, screams yeah just that's out of the excite. real content everyone yes. wants to see yes just some screaming yes but i missed some but you know i was just like i said i was focusing on the players that i wanted to draft next i didn't want to miss my chance on drafting a key player so, so I'm just gonna cut right now. Hey, what are we doing? We're doing a football thing. What's that? It's honestly better. So I heard you were a bitch and bailed on Titus at the last minute. Okay, shut down this ball. I was just making sure. This feels like it's not a full narrative. That is exactly how it went down. Okay, but I feel like my side is not being understood. Yeah, like you have a reason, but at the end of the day, those are you just didn't tell him why. You can't. But crazy eyes. No, I wanted to stay in hard work. Wait, why? It's fine. I don't you care. said ew, gross, so I, I don't proceeded care. to change I don't care. it. No, I, you, you're fine. I'm only gonna pick players based on I wanted to if go their name is funny or if they're hot. Amen. Amen. Josh, sister. do you know what Josh, you're doing? Now you are in Lisa's division. I know. You put us up against each other, and neither of us know what the fuck we're doing. What do you mean? It's your fault. It was randomized. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Garoppolo. Caleb. Yes, this is why we have to We're anti-vax because they fuck up the whole draft, delay the whole draft. Excuse me? And uh he's not having a stay either. He's not having a stay. He has to go flip burgers. That's typical Josh, I'm trying to speak to you. Five words or less? Less. Five words or less? Wait, what is that? Yeah. And if you could turn to the camera, that would be more. But bitches get money. Kumbaya. Hey, mullet man. Buy me tickets. Diabetic nation, let's go. Half lesbian, lesbian. Do I go with Henry or McCaffrey? Isn't that a funny name? I'm so. I'm gonna get tattooed on my. I don't know what to choose. I don't know if I do McCaffrey or Henry. Alright. Which one's hotter? What about George Kittle? Which side was which? None of us know. We don't know. Oh! Out of time. Hopkins! Oh! Last year, I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs>
I just so know Tom Brady. To Tom Brady. I don't even think he plays anymore. <laughs> he still plays. Oh, Lisa, you're, oh. Lisa, you're on the clock. Oh, the wait, clock. do I do a running back? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who to do. Najee Harris. Najee Harris? I feel like you're... you're yes. Josh, yes. out of 10, 10 being the least knowledgeable, 1 being the most knowledgeable. How not? You already know the answer to this question. Who is Justin Pugh? Hello. I don't know what I'm doing. Wait, I would have picked Chubb because his last name is that, but I already have a running NFL back. players on the field <laughs> this more. season. He's due for a breakout season. Herbert? I mean, he had a pretty good breakout season. I don't trust a man named Herbert. Broke all the rookie records. Oh, what the fuck? Why are you saying what the fuck? You're up! You're up, Caleb! I'm up? Yeah! Caleb! This weekend, I'm filming. Okay, if you actually do that, let me know. Yeah, totally. Bro, I have like no picks for the next like 10 people. I'm screwed. Um, what's okay, I think I have a wide receiver. Oh, what's a TE? What? I don't have a running back? Okay, I already do. Tight end. Tight end? He's also like a receiver, but he doesn't get as That's what she said. Oh god, let me make my last pick. Alright, alright. Wait, Alicia, don't pick it, don't pick it. Wait, Lacey, don't pick it, don't pick it. I do want a tight end. Because, like, he's coming. Oh! Here. I Here. love a man in you. Shut up. <laughs> I just got a wave of grease and oil mm. and burgers. Mm. Damn, Mommy, you flip with those hands. Mm. Here are you pecking, here are you pecking, huh? huh? I picked Chris and Herman. I don't know, Gorge, I'm asking. I'm going to take... Hey Sophia, how much knowledge do you have on football? I wore my hockey shirt. Oh, today. I miss hockey season. I do too. I gotta have one to blow. Anyone fantasy hockey? Anyone? I'm down. All I need is Kucherov and I'm good. Yeah. All I need is Kevin Hart. Wait, no. Okay, for my last pick, should I go wide receiver tight end? Yeah. What should I pick? What should I pick? Oh, I got it. I got what it. What are you doing? Hey, this what is are you? my first rodeo. It's not your first rodeo? No. Oh, shit. Dude, uh, what, it, I'm not even getting that, bro. Dude, I'm, I'm filming your face. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're done. We're done with... This was in this I don't even remember that part. Remember when um, oh that one time I was yeah. sitting here yeah. and I think I was and, sitting over there and I drafted yeah. someone and everyone was like, "Wow!" I didn't even remember that happened until oh we God. showed everyone that clip. So wow, that was interesting crazy. stuff. Wow. Um, so let's jump into it. Yeah. I was thinking. <laughs> Okay, I was thinking that because I did a separate episode. It was like a week before we started this little little shending of League of the Wings. But League of the Wings. I basically made a 24-minute video. I remember it. I don't know why I remember it was that exact length, but I just basically ran over everyone's players and okay. like kind of predicted how they would do overall. Um, so I was just thinking we list everyone's player and who they got. Yeah. And I mean that's a lot, but sure. Yo, I mean, we don't have to go in depth. I just want to, like, list the players. I feel like at least, like, the first eight rounds, because that's about, like, all the starters, at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could just, like, go down and just be, like, here are their starters, here are their bench, and then move yeah. on to the next. Like, very, like, and then we oh, can... Oh, very... Yeah. And then we can just, like, quickly move on. Or if we want to say anything after we list who they got, yeah. then we can do that. So, I guess I'll do it, and then... Yeah, I could pull it up. 
Yeah, I was just seeing if you would want to do yours. Oh, yeah, I can talk yeah. about my team. For well, I mean, like, list your team, and then I'll list my team, and then I'll go and list the others. But the two other additions to this uh, League of the Wings is Josh and Claudia, and they're yes. least knowledgeable people in the entire world about football. Yeah, Claudia only watches basketball. Josh doesn't watch sports. He's actually gotten a little bit into basketball this past playoffs, but definitely not football. He was having a hard time understanding the layout of the website even and that's not even necessarily football i think he's just dumb no yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, all jokes aside i agree yeah let's uh look at my team so i drafted don't even go into any description just list the players and i'll list mine and i'll list everyone else's and then we can i mean i was just going to mention that i drafted fifth oh okay yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to go more into that. I'm sorry. I drafted I was, fifth. I was jumping the gun. And got Jonathan Taylor. Colts, mm-hmm. my team. DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Matthew Stafford, Kyler Murray, Najee Harris. I believe those were among my first mm-hmm. additions. George Kittle, too. He was definitely up there. And then those were people I definitely knew I wanted. Everyone else was kind of like, I made it up on the spot. Colts defense, I definitely wanted. Bears defense. Corey Davis, Will Fuller the fifth, Jamar Chase, Robert Woods are the other wide receivers. Raheem Mostert, Mike Davis are the other running backs. Um, Robert Tanyan is my backup tight end. And then Myers for Seattle as a kicker and Tyler Bass kicker for Buffalo. I think I listed everyone. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to reset the camera now. Oh my God. <laughs> I saw it turn off like. Right when you entered it, so I was just like, I might as well just let you finish talking. Yeah. I drafted last again, so I got the snake order, so I got back-to-back. I got the last pick in the first round, but the first pick in the second round. But my players are Josh Allen, Miles Sanders, James Robinson, Devontae Adams, Devontae Smith, Travis Kelsey, Miles Gaskin, Dolphins defense, Yonko Koku, Trevor Lawrence, Steelers defense, Jarvis Landry, Logan Thomas. Don't know how to pronounce the. Try. La Visca. Oh, Chanel. Yeah, Chanel. La Visca. I think. I actually haven't even looked at his name before. Yeah, La Visca probably. La Visca. And then Zach Moss, David Johnson, Deepu Samuel. And then my Debo. Debo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We've talked about my mispronunciations of names, but then I got yeah, Michael Thomas you can't again. Can't mispronunciation. Yeah. See, I'm just terrible. But and then I got Michael Thomas on IR, and then. Oh, you did get him. Yeah. Okay. That <laughs> was an acquisition, not yeah. a draft. Michael Thomas didn't get drafted. Yeah. Which kind of goes to show how, like, bad overall our league is. But I wasn't going to draft him because I don't really like drafting Saints players. I considered it, but I was like, ah, there's other guys. Um, Why everyone else didn't get him, I don't know. I I think he'll be worthy of at least being a bench player. Like, I don't think he's where he was at a couple years ago where he got offensive player of the year. But, I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah. like Michael Thomas. I didn't understand that either, but jumping it, jumping to Sophia, uh, she got Lamar Jackson, Dalvin Cook, Nick Nick Chubb, Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin, T.J. Hawkinson, 
David Montgomery, 49ers defense, Harrison Butker, Washington defense, Chase Edmonds, Aaron Rodgers, Kenny Galladay, Juno Smith, Robbie Anderson, Jason Sanders, and Michael Gallup. May I just say that I think she had the one of the better drafts of all of us, maybe even better than me. Um, probably even better than me. At least ESPN projects her to finish first based off of the draft. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Claudia's. <laughs> Glo- oh, she auto picked. Yeah, Claudia did. She was not able to be in attendance. Claudia's um, lineup, and her name is Bell Tal Bell Edge Lord. For her name. Not even Edgelords, it's just the one. <laughs> yeah, yes, just one. But she got Ryan Tannehill, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Allen Robinson, the second, C.D. Lamb, Dar- Darren Waller, Antonio Gibson, Vikings defense, Matt Gay, De- DeAndre Swift, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, uh, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne. Junior, Dallas Goddard, Joe Burrow, and Austin Hopper or Hooper. Yeah, we have to tell her about Etienne because he is out for the season now. Oh, and wait, she he's does out. not know that. He's out for this. I thought it was only twelve weeks. Is he? Oh, is it only twelve weeks? I I saw from Schefter that he his season had ended. Oh, like he made it very conclusive before it really even started because okay. <laughs> the preseason but yeah i um, mean that's probably the case they probably switched it for the la- yeah we'll latest. have to tell her yeah um i bet she does hasn't even looked at her roster at yeah all, so like she doesn't even know who she has not that she would know who they are anyways but but yeah so trey skates or the di- diabetic nation he <laughs> he his uh little um lineup is patrick mahomes christian mccaffrey Javante Williams, Jerry Judy, Keenan, Keenan Allen, Kyle Pitts, Chris Godwin, Ravens defense, Braden McManus, Justin Herbert, Jalen Waddle, Broncos defense, Cole Beasley, Leonard Fournette, Rob Gronkowski, Kenya Drake, AJ Dillard. But holy crap. Okay. Trey's like lineup is actually low key kind of good. Really? I didn't think it was. Really? Let's go over it. Let me look and then we'll debate it. Well, I guess. I thought I think he has a problem with drafting. I think he does fine in the middle of the season where he like picks up players that start to, you know, pick up. But I think he is very subjective about who he picks. Like he just has like a affinity for certain players and doesn't really weigh them by like how great they are. Typically yeah. like the Denver players. Yeah. Like he took Jerry Judy way too early, in my opinion. He also took defenses and kickers way too early where he could have been building up a better roster of other mm-hmm. players. Um, in my opinion, that's just how... I guess it's just, like, difference in how you draft. Everyone has their own draft style. But at the top, it is good. Patrick Mahomes and Christian McCaffrey easily could be quarterback one, running back one in the entire league. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Um, Kyle Pitts has a high ceiling. Hundred percent. Wide receivers, though, I think is a weakness. I love Keenan Allen. Loved what he did for me last year, but um, I really don't know if I would call him wide receiver one on any team. And Jerry Judy certainly isn't a wide receiver yeah. one in my mind. I feel like not that he isn't good, but his team, the Broncos, is just like very 
balance as far as the wide receiver core. There's no clear like, oh, this is the best wide receiver, you know, because yeah. of Cortland Sutton at least. It's hard to like say who's the better one and who's going to get the most reps because of that and or targets. And same with Godwin versus Evans. Like he mm. doesn't have a clear wide receiver that is like going to get yeah. the most receptions mm-hmm. or like long balls because Keenan Allen doesn't go for long balls. He's like a slot receiver. I mean, Waddle, he's a rookie, so he's, he's not going to start off great. Cole Beasley, definitely not. Not when there's fucking, who's the other guy on Diggs. <laughs> the Bills? Diggs, yes, of course. So yeah, I think wide receivers is a huge weakness there. And back of running backs, like, okay, other than Chris McCaffrey, like, would you want any of the others on your team? Be honest. That is true. I, I... Jamal Williams, Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, Aaron Dillon. Aaron Dillon's a backup to Aaron Jones, who just got a massive contract and wants more running ga- running time on yeah. the Packers. Like, he literally told him, like, I'm only resigning if I get more time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's not as strong. But, I mean, the, the I guess, Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are very it's strong good tandem, quarterbacks. But you can't play two yeah. quarterbacks. That's and the issue. Kurt, yeah. That's my thing is, like, I mean, I definitely went for back-to-back quarterbacks just to see like oh man like maybe one will fight like do better than the other like Mm -hmm. i definitely want a strong core there like you know it's a good problem to have like too many options but at the same time you should definitely i think overall you should definitely focus on positions where you need to start multiple players yeah like running backs and wide receivers because like just having one really good one won't be enough to carry you through the season that is true but i mean I guess I was just focusing on Allen and Godwin and Pitts as like the receiving core that are is pretty solid. Godwin's solid. Allen is great. I'm never gonna undermine him. Like he, that was a good pickup. I think that was mm. smart. Pitts, still a rookie. Even if he has the high ceiling and all, I don't know if Falcons will give him the time to show up and be like a tight end one, like everyone says he will. Yeah. Like he might be able to show it through a season, so it's more of so of, a, of an investment. But yeah. we may not be able to see that till midway through the season. Yeah, that is very true. But I mean, I I guess like I was looking over the all, like overall, like because that's like solid. Because like I feel like they can if like you, if Pets actually does start consistently, but we don't know that from what you just said or right. just in general. Then I feel like they can get you. I don't know, at least ten to fifteen points, at least maybe. Mm-hmm. Possibly, but I mean, I was just—I don't know—like a good. I, I know your time. Yeah. I mean, we felt the good same base. way last year. Like he had a really great top mm-hmm. of like his lineup. I mean, he had three quarterbacks who were all fucking amazing, wasn't yeah. it? Was it not Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson at one point? Yeah. Before I traded with him. Yeah. Insane. First yeah. of all, that those three were his three quarterbacks. He should never have gotten three quarterbacks, anyways. But still, like they all were great for fantasy and so like just looking at that is like whoa like damn he's kind of stacked but you can only play one quarterback yeah and then also he had deandre hopkins right wasn't mm-hmm. he the one with deandre hopkins or was it Devontae yeah. adams no he had hopkins and lisa had adams yeah that's right just looking at those it was like whoa and derrick henry who ended up being league leader in rushing so yeah. like at the top great but he didn't make top three yeah that is very true very 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 true so for you got third so now i'm at brendan compton crypt trip who is coming off of what started to be a really solid season everyone was worried about brendan and Mm -hmm. then it kind of fell apart towards the end i got so lucky with that because i beat him but it was on the luckiest thing because 
remember that it was the fuck i forget eric ebron got hurt yeah, yeah, and that yeah. i won by like one point and if he, he just needed like a singular we we're all joking about it like oh eric ebron is like going to yeah. be out last second and then he yeah. did mm-hmm. and it was crazy so yeah brendan drafted in person last year well i guess over zoom but like he was there to do it uh, he actually was not aware of the time we were drafting, and so okay. he got auto picked. But his, I mean, auto pick worked out for him. I think Henry and Eckler is a great tandem at running back. Mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, I think, has a very high upside now that Julio Jones is gone and could get more receptions. Um, people would argue that Julio Jones being on the other side allowed for Calvin Ridley to do better because all of the best defensive backs were focused on Julio Jones. Yeah, we'll see. I mm-hmm. guess is where I'm trying to head with that. Justin Jefferson came off of like an insane rookie season. Let's mm-hmm. see if he can keep it up. Yeah, that's pretty good. Jalen Hurts has, I feel like, has a high upside. We don't really know for sure though. He didn't get a lot of playing time. Same with Tua, who's his other quarterback. We didn't get to see him much of either yep. of those guys. So, but definitely high upside. Like anyone who's counting Tua out, ooh, I I I fear for you. Mike Evans, I think he'll do good. Ayuk, I, I, I'm big on Ayuk personally. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people really know him too well, but they will. Yes. Um, running backs could be better overall towards the bottom. Joe Mixon, eh. Chris Carson, meh. Tight ends, he has how many? Three? Noah Fant, Gesicki, and Ingram. People are think that Ingram has a high upside, but we'll see. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty pretty good team yeah. that was assembled through autopick. Yeah, I mean, you said most of it, but I just want to go down the line really quick. Uh, so, like, his entire thing is John Hurts, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson, Noah Font, Joe Mixon, Rams defense, Greg Zerline, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Mike Evans, Chris Carson, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Gleck, Gasky, uh, Evan Engram, and Tua. Tagovailoa. But, yeah, that's his roster. And it's a pretty solid one again. And then, so, I'm going to go... I didn't go over Alicia's, right? We no, went over you yours. You haven't gone over the Johnson division. You went over the Hardwick division. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go over Alicia's. Uh, half lesbian, thespians. Uh, hers is Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Daryl Henderson Jr., Tyree Kill, Julio Jones, Mark Andrews, Odell Beckham Jr., Bronco. Uh, Buccaneers defense, Justin Tucker. Okay, let me just say, before you yes. continue, this is the most, like, I don't know, like, comeback player of the year type team. <laughs> Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. Like, Oh, oh my God, I didn't realize that. Yeah, <laughs> That's insane. All four of them realistically could have a shot because Julio yeah. Jones was, like, Julio Jones maybe not so much as the rest of them who were, like, definitely out, but he was, yeah. like, in and out mm-hmm. and just wasn't performing up to his usual standard. Yeah. But now that he's in Tennessee, he could see his stats flourish again. So, yeah. We'll see. And then the rest of her players is Tom Brady, Kirtland, Sutton, Bill's defense, Graham, uh, Gunnell, Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Melvin Gordon the third, and Devin Singletary. I love that she got Dak Prescott again because mm-hmm. she had him last year. He got injured, and she kept him on IR for a <laughs> long time until I was like, Lisa, he's not coming back. <laughs> and then she <laughs> removed him, and then she drafted him again. Yeah. So high hopes for Dak Prescott. Did uh, she have Saquon Berkeley last year? Yeah, you did. She, oh, my God. <laughs> she also had Julio Jones as well. I don't know. I didn't know if you said that. Oh, my God. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. 
And then Team Anti-Vax is another new member, which is Joshua Freie. His players, is, this is so funny because this is most like my most like sentimental players last year that he has. <laughs> but he has Russell Wilson, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Chris Hennard, Herndon, Herndon Amari Cooper, Patriots defense, Josh Lambeau, J.K. Dobbins, Cooper Cup, D.J. Moore, Cream Hunt, Damian Harris, Irvin Smith Jr., Tyler Higby, Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's um, it's quite a squad. I, eh, I think it's um, it's a bit underwhelming. D.K. Metcalf and A.J. Brown is a good starting wide receiver duo. Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs are like, we'll have to see. Yeah. Because, like, they could be really, really good. Mm-hmm. We know this about both of them. Like, they have insane high upside. Mm-hmm. But within the past year, they've been kind of underwhelming. Um, Russell Wilson also is, like, hit or miss sometimes. Like, yeah. he starts the season great and then just falls apart later on. Tight ends could definitely be better. <laughs> he has three of them. None of them I would consider starters on my own team. I think DJ they're... Moore is a good one. I think he's underrated. Yeah. AJ Brown is really good. As Dobbins too, I think might be underrated. Yeah. Cooper Cup now that Matthew Stafford's there, who mm-hmm. knows? This is such an up in the air like lineup. Yeah, I feel. Matt Ryan too. Who's mm-hmm. he gonna be now that things are changing around him? He's gotta start throwing to the t- tight end more. Maybe he only has one target who can really dependably get a long ball. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how many players that I had last year that he has. Like I had Russell Wilson, Josh Jacobs, Metcalf. Cooper, and then I had the Patriots defense, and then I had Cream Hunt at one point, and then I also had Matt Ryan. But those are like the players that like I fell in love with, and I'm just like I'm oh. never gonna give these like players up. But now dude, like, he literally said yes. He's like, I'm never trading. I'm loyal. I'm like, <laughs> dude, if you don't add new players, like you yeah. will lose this league. And he's like, wait, I have to be involved. <laughs> yeah. that, that's Josh saying that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, not yeah. you. You're very yeah. much involved. I don't know who had the most transactions last year. I should yeah. have looked. But it was obviously like between me and you well try was very involved as well yeah he may have tra- but uh, a lot of transactions though but i think being in this podcast definitely has has me more involved i mean i would have been involved like i would have been involved yeah. regardless i did a fantasy basketball after the football season ended boy oh boy i did, did. i love that i did. won yeah i did win it was my first time ever doing fantasy basketball i did not consider myself an expert of basketball at all it got me more into it definitely I might join a random league with Sophia now <laughs> for hockey. Really? Yeah, just because I want to get more into hockey. And yeah. that's a great way of doing it. Hey, anyone who ever wants to get more into sports and don't know how, fantasy is easily like the one of the best ways to do it. Yeah. Easily. I agree. Because it's like you're involved and then you have to be involved. And depending if there's money in the league, that makes you also want to be more involved yeah. as well. And you get to know players specifically mm-hmm. that way, which is hard to do if you're just watching and don't know who to look out for if you have players set and you know they're going to be in a game you start looking at them more and like oh shit i like their play style and then you know so most definitely so yeah that's everyone's roster that's um who everyone drafted so exciting and i'm very excited to start this but mm-hmm. do you want to dive a little bit deeper into ours um, our own rosters yes um i got jonathan taylor fifth uh, in most leagues, he's getting drafted around 10th. So that was a big swing from me. Mainly that decision came from the fact that 
Christian McCaffrey was gone, and I definitely would have gone back with him. I would have gone Dalvin Cook too, but he went number one. Um, basically, the running backs I would have definitely taken if were like within the top four. And once we got to me, it was like, well, there's only one player that I'm absolutely in love with, and it's kind of biased because he's a Colt. But he also finished in third, um, rushing yards last season, in a season where he started off actually terribly. But he did so well by the end of the season that he made him he made his way to being third in the league in rushing yards. He started off terribly. Mm-hmm. Naheem Hines was getting more touches than him in some games. And Marlon Mack had more than him in the first game because he was the starter before he got injured that game. So, yeah. Um, it was a crazy comeback to being able to be top three in the league in rushing yards when he started off that way. Um, and one of the only players on our team to actually fumble, actually. We're, we're a team that prides ourselves in not fumbling, and then he did, and then he got benched a little bit for yeah. a couple of games. Not, like, crazy benched, like, wasn't seeing the field at all, but just not as much. Um, um, if you don't believe him, here are the last five uh, games of fantasy points that he had in our league. He had 21 points, 30 points, 17 points, 19 points, and 37 points, so... That just goes to show you that he did have a very amped up thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jonathan Taylor in your position was a very smart move too because he is the diverse back. Like he catches the ball a lot and then he also runs. Oh yeah, we have great receiving backs. Yeah. And I also wanted to say, like before you continue on your uh the rest of your roster and then I'll shut up and you can like <laughs> actually talk. But I just thought it was funny because I saw this one TikTok where he this person was in last place, just like I was. This happened in both of his leagues, but in the TikTok that I saw, um, everyone picked running backs for the first like few uh, things. Basically, and then it, like the first round, yeah. Yeah, and then when it got to his being in last place, he got Kelsey, and then Snake Rule. He got drafted again, and then he drafted Devontae Adams right afterwards, and then that's exactly like verbatim for what I did. Yeah, it's that, that is funny. It's yeah. very smart. Like some people. I mean, it depends on the league you are. We're a half point per reception league. If you're a point per reception league, like that's definitely something to look out for, especially half point per reception league is still something that you have to consider. Like, oh, that makes receiving even more considerable. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if you're not a point per reception league, like no points per reception, then like running backs dominate, and that's why point per reception was introduced in the first place. Because wide receivers and tight ends should have been more like they should have had more. Uh, wait to them. Yeah, wait yeah. exactly. Um, I'm going to be right back, but continue. Okay. Continue because I have to get my charge. Oh wait, no, never mind. Yeah, I have a charger uh, there yeah. that you can use. Okay, um, never mind then. I really love Matthew Stafford because he played for Detroit, but he never was on a winning team for him to be worth drafting. So I got him. I had Kelly Murray for the later portion of my season last year, and he helped me win. So I got him again. And now he has an even crazier wide receiver core now that they have A.J. Green, too. So it's just like, holy shit. And I think an updated offensive line. I don't know if it's better or worse, but um, we'll see. I got George Kittle again because I had him last season. Same with Christian McCaffrey. Every time they did have a game, they did amazing. But they just didn't see the field a lot because of injuries. So hopefully Kittle comes back strong. I'm not in love with like Raheem Mostert and Robert Woods. They're just like offensive role players I, I can see doing well just because their team is good we'll see 
they're they're exposable in my mind. Mike Davis, I'm big on because once Christian McCaffrey, who was on my team, got injured, I picked him up and he did great for the games, for the first games where he replaced Christian McCaffrey. Um, and now that he's on Atlanta and could potentially see like a lot more touches and more favor, I think like he could pop off. DeAndre Hopkins, I'm in love with. He played for the Texans, so when I originally did fantasy, not in this league, but I can never draft him because that's my rule. I don't draft from Titans, Texans, Jaguars, and then also Patriots because they're a rival. And most of the time, Saints because they beat us in the Super Bowl. Nowadays, was the Cardinals like, hey, I'm going to go for DeAndre Hopkins 100%. <laughs> I love him as a player. Same yeah. way I love Derrick Henry as a player. It's just like I can't really say that too much because he's a mm-hmm. titan Najee harris that's a huge story he's getting taken in the first round a lot of rookies never really get taken in the first round but Najee harris people are considering it because there's no one really else on the steelers who's going to get touches besides him and ben roethlisberger has is not able to just keep passing the way he has the past couple of years like literally led the league in passing yards and attempts some seasons not efficiently whatsoever but it's just because they did not have a running game basically mm-hmm. now they took a running back first round from alabama who is a star basically like people love him he's a fan favorite i think pittsburgh is really going to enjoy him and not that i'm a big fan of the steelers but i'm a big fan of Najee harris because i'm also an alabama fan so there's that i have high hopes in will fuller nowadays with miami instead of texans also, same situation with DeAndre Hopkins, I guess. Now I can touch him. He's not untouchable anymore. But he does have the suspension for the first game. That definitely kind of ruined his, like, uh, value in a lot of people's eyes. But, like, it's one game, whatever. Corey Davis, I could see doing really great with Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has impressed a lot of people. And I have Colts and Bears defenses. So, yeah, that's basically all I really want to talk about. Um, this is Jamar Chase. No, I don't have a lot to say about him. Robert Tanyan. He plays for Aaron Rodgers. He'll do good. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> all, all I really have to say. I guess I'll talk to my about my roster, kind of the highlights. And your roster is pretty solid, not going to lie. Thank you, man. But mine, so Joss Allen, I was very stoked about. Because he fell so low in R. That's true. Like, thing that I was surprised at. I think it was like the third round or something that I took him in. So he dropped like super low. I'm like, how the heck am I going to pick up Josh Allen at this time? And he did really good. He's uh, he's number one in quarterbacks for fantasy football. <coughs> Bless you. He's he's number one. Yes. Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to become number one again. Yeah. I feel like he just had a bad season last year. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean. And then I, I was trying to get draft, like, some of my players that I had last week or last year because, like, just for sentimental purposes, but I didn't end up getting a lot. The only one that I had so much sentimental value towards was Miles Sanders, and I was able to get him. Um, and I also have James Robinson, which, good news. Well, I'm – okay. I'm going to tread lightly because I don't want to sound like a dick because <laughs> getting hurt in any way and having, like, been out for – the rookie Jaguars running back is like awful. Like I don't wish that. I think it's my worst enemy. Like getting injured in any any um, respect, especially long injuries like this for the entire yeah. season, is very awful and terrible. 
but it helps out my roster because I drafted James Robinson and he's going to fill that number one role. A lot of people were going to Twitter about this because a lot of people do just draft based off of, based off of like last year's stats and aren't really aware. And so like a lot of people were taking James Robinson early and a lot of like fantasy nerds were like, oh, you didn't know that they actually drafted a running back first round, so that's not going to work out for you. And yeah. now it will. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. fuck the fantasy snobs, yes. basically. Yes, fuck them. But I mean, Robinson fell very low again. And I was like, you know what? I knew of the first round running back they picked up and I – made me cautious but there was not that many running backs available that i was excited about um and my running back depth is not that good because i have james robinson sanders uh gaskin zach moss and david johnson um but it's not like a mccaffrey type where they're going to score 30 points or like even like 20 to 25 points consistently but they're going to have their ups where they score a shit ton of points, but it's like they're going to have their lows and lows where a McCaffrey, his low is probably going to be like 17, where Miles Sanders' low is probably going to be like 7. So it's like, it's those type of running backs where it's just like week-to-week basic, yeah. basics, um, or basis. But my running or my receiving core, I think, is strong yeah. because I have Kelsey, Smith, and Adams. Adams is a very good wide receiver. He's going to be number one. He was the number one, he's the number one precision rank amongst uh, all all wide receivers. And Kelsey is number one ranked amongst all tight ends. So I'm very happy to have them both on the team. I feel like they're going to make up for the lack of running ability that I have on my team. Smith, even though he's a rookie and not proven yet, I still think he's going to get most of the snaps just because he's the best receiver on our team, even though he's just a rookie. And that just goes to show how poorly our receiving core is as a team for the Eagles. But on top of that, his preseason game that he had against the Patriots, uh, he had very good route running uh, ability, which was the only highlight of that game. And we'll get that to uh, more analysis next week on the games. But but he had a very good preseason game, which made me excited. And he is what... He's supposed to be. No way. <laughs> yeah, finish up. Yeah. Um, Don't you have a class? Yeah, 5.30. Oh, okay. So I was going to leave at 5.15. Yeah, we're going to finish up. And I just want to say a couple more things before I finish up my roster. So I got Trevor Lawrence, which I'm very excited about because he's starting number one already and very high hopes. And he also fell very low in our draft as well. You know, he might lead the league in interceptions. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I'm very worried about I that. I hope he does. Yeah. I hope he beats Peyton Manning's record. I do too, but... I, <laughs> no, I honestly don't... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I have no I idea why I said But... I mean, I mean, he could have a Jameis Winston-type season. I would hate where that. Where he throws a lot of interceptions but makes up for it with a lot of touchdowns, and it would even out to being... a more than better than average season compared yeah. to most quarterbacks yeah but hopefully he doesn't throw that many interceptions but i mean i still have josh allen which is very strong but lawrence was shot up in the air logan thomas i fell in love with last season he's a washington tight end and he had a couple good games w- with me and then travis kelsey like i was saying earlier he won me a few games last year so that was very exciting to draft him again i'm stoked on my defenses and and i guess to kind of finished talking about 
my drafts. So I was doing a little work last night. I did two, or I guess one, one serious trade proposition towards with Titus, and one like joking one. The joking one was I would trade uh, Matt Crosby. I think it was famous. No, young Hui Koo. Oh, it was Koo, the famous Koo player for Harris. He obviously said no, but my realistic one that I wanted was I'll give him Koo. No, no, wait. <laughs> I'll give him Kaskin and Landry, but I forgot that he would. I have... declined. Yeah. <laughs> but I forgot that he would also have to delete someone from his roster, and I was like, "Fuck that wouldn't work." Cause like, delete. Yeah, because Gaskin and Landry aren't good enough to trade Harris standalone. That's why I said two players for one. I have but, high yeah. hopes for Najee and a little bias for him, so it's hard to take Gaskin, who I don't even know like what his role is with the Dolphins at all. And then Landry is like, he's up in the air because like, he had a great end of the season once Odell was out, but Odell's back, so mm. who knows. And just to wrap things up, um, I – ended up dropping matt crosby and another no the famous matt crosby the famous matt crosby um and then i picked up david johnson and samuel but i may pick up drop samuel and pick up crosby again because i love crosby because he's like it's a beep like i can't not have him on my roster he's literally the best in the world i don't know why but he is. Why'd you drop him? You know, we don't have unlimited transactions anymore, right? We don't? Yeah. You could have told me that. I thought I did. No. I thought I did, like, draft day. I was like, hey, we're not going to do unlimited anymore. It's like, I think it's like 40. 40? So, yeah, two, you basically two every week. If I knew that, I wouldn't be. Ma- I didn't. I wouldn't have made that dumb thing. I thought we had unlimited transactions. Uh, well, just keep in mind. For the future, I mean, like two a week is still yeah. a lot. Like you shouldn't be tra- yeah. doing that many transactions. That is a lot. But I mean, I'm I mean, I, that doesn't count trades, by the way. Okay, yeah, that's good. I I just wouldn't have done what I did last night. I should then. say acquisitions, forty acquisitions. Yeah. But trades. then I picked up Thomas too because he's out, and yeah, I just hope he comes back. But that's all I gotta say. Do you want to say anything else before we wrap? Um, Colts will go 11 wins out of 17. So 11 to 6. That's my prediction. Bye. <laughs> and thanks for watching. Bye. <laughs>